Welcome to the Birthing Ad Pod- Podcast. This is a podcast about pregnancy, birth and early parenting. Yay! G'day, how's it going? I'm Steve from the Prepare Foundation. We are a registered charity that helps first-time dads make an awesome contribution at the birth of their child. This is a podcast where we get blokes talking about their experience to share their wisdom with other men who are about to go through the life-altering change that comes with first-time fatherhood. So let's hear about the transition of parenthood from a dad's perspective. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Birthing Dads podcast. Today, we have Anthony Lupino joining us from Melbourne. Anthony is the father of Luna, and you guys had a home birth. Is that right? That's correct. Incidentally, uh, Anthony was the first person I coached in this uh, world of men at birth. And uh, it's, so it's kind of fitting that you're here today on our first episode. It's, it's kind of nice that uh, it feels like we're coming full circle, mate. <laughs> I'm just honoured to be here as well. I, re- I remember that conversation we had back then, and it really helped me with um, yeah, my birth partner. Let's talk about um, you know, the, your birth journey, I, I guess. So we'll, we'll kick off with uh, preconception. And you know, did you do anything preconception to kind of like you know, think about the future or did you cleanse or you know, cleanse your body or what did you do? Yeah, we did actually. So we did a, a detox. Um, we, we did some like, blood work and just sort of got all the levels sort of checked. And then based on that, we did like a liver cleanse, gut health, um, cell detox. And that was for six weeks. So we ate really clean, um, no alcohol, no caffeine, no sugars. It was pretty intense. Um, we had sort of cut, cut out a lot of our, our like comfort foods, um, but we knew we we're doing it for like a higher purpose. So um, we're, we're happy to do that. And I felt like, yeah, we felt amazing. So that was like six weeks leading up to actually starting to conceive. So um, it, I don't know, I believe it, it works. Like we felt good. So I felt like it's always good to prepare your body and make sure you're at your optimal health um, when conceiving. So that's why we did it. And did you take like any supplements or? Yeah, we took like it. We took like a, a detox supplement, like a powder that was given to us, um, recommended by a practitioner that we've seen. But also I think what, what we did as well, like even before conceiving and even thinking about it, we did a lot of like um, just self-reflection and inner work, like understanding who we are, our emotional states, um, how we handle stress, uh, what type of parents we want to be, inner child work. Um, so just really understanding us as individuals and how we can then, really identify our strengths and weaknesses as individuals and also as a couple. And then I thought that really helped us with navigating some of the challenges of birth as well and preconceiving. And did you follow follow any kind of like books or did, how did you, how did you like know that that's what you wanted to do? Like had, had you already thought that in your life or? Yeah, I think we've always been sort of growth driven myself, my partner and myself. So it's always, we've always been on the path of, okay, how can we like be better as, as people um, and knowing the downstream impacts are like improving yourself. Also, you're going to have a better impact on, you, on the way you handle things and also the way you parent as well. So we sort of like had a holistic approach to, to life and then brought that into um, the birthing journey. Excellent. And did you look into, you know, cycles and stuff like that? Did you deeply kind of know when conception was possible and things like that? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So we, we, had this, we had an app um, that my partner was using, but I'm not sure if it was actually correct because the first few months we were trying to conceive it obviously the dates were coming around and we weren't able to like um, conceive and then all of a sudden we sort of changed the app or changed the date and then that moment um yeah it all just happened so i don't know it could be a lot of things a lot of factors involved but yeah that's what you know our reflection was 
And do you remember the day when you, you found out? How was that? Yeah, we did. It was, um, I do remember the day. I actually can't remember the actual date, but all I remember is we had the, um, the test and like, it was sort of faint. The two lines are faint. And then we're like, okay, let's try to do another one. So we did another one. And then we go, let's do a digital one. Like a yes, no, just to make sure. So we got another one. I think we ended up doing four tests in the end. But um, yeah, we're so excited. It was, it was an amazing feeling. And so let's move into pregnancy. So how was, how was that just generally pregnancy the time for you guys? At the start, because yeah, so we can, uh, Katie conceived, we conceived in October 2019. So it was pre-COVID. Um, so we was going through the motions, um, sort of having a hospital birth at that point and yeah it was, it, was, it was just a really nice journey it was very new to us obviously so we're just trying to navigate it together you know I was attending all the appointments um Katie had some morning sickness but yeah it was, it was, it was going it was going fine and then I think was it March 2020 COVID hit and things started to change a little bit um in terms of restrictions and rules so um you know I think before then we had a hospital visit and even within the hospital, even before COVID hit, like so some of the, our birth preferences and we had obviously a birth, birth plan, but we sort of renamed it preferences because it doesn't, doesn't always go to plan. You can't be disappointed. So we wanted obviously a water birth, a natural birth um, with no intervention. And then when we, when, when we did the tour, a water birth was uh, a maybe. It all depended on who was on, which midwife was on that, that night. So that was something that was really important to Katie and I. So that was sort of like, oh, uh, it doesn't really sort of sit with our values so we always wanted like we're always thinking about a home birth um but it's just never and it never really like we sort of that, that double with them like yeah yeah it's a, it'd be amazing but at that point in time it just wasn't the right thing to do um for us and then when COVID but just hit, let's let's drill down on that what was what was it that was actually kind of you know on your mind that was that was that caused the hesitation do you think I think there's a, there was a, the stigmas around home births initially, and we like it wasn't it's not safe. Um, you know, both when something goes wrong, and and we didn't do a lot of research back then, but we knew like deep down we love the idea of a home birth. It's very like it's very us. Like we we love to like do things like naturally in and in, in, especially in our home. It sounds like that'd be just an amazing idea to, to to deliver or you know birth your child at home. So we um, always wanted to, to, to do it then at home, but yeah, I think also, I think financially as well, like it's hard to justify the you know, $1,000 for a private midwife and a home birth versus the free um, public system. And that at that point in time, I was like, okay, do we weigh it up? It's just easier to go to a hospital at that point in time. Um, but knowing deep, knowing deep down that we did want a home birth, so it was just, a, it was just, I don't know, a bit like, oh, just easy. So we just do a hospital birth. Okay. And did you do any antenatal education? We, we had a, so we had a doula. So uh, a birth doula, who's like a companion, um, a non-medical companion for uh, the birthing mother. Um, and she did a lot of like prenatal stuff with us. She was a very wise, wise woman. Um, so yeah, she did a lot of that. And we, so she took us through the whole like laboring cycles, hormones, um, understanding, you know, what to, what to expect and also how to navigate the hospital system and the system itself. So we, we had like a really good support. And then I was like, I said, when COVID hit, she wasn't going to be there. Um, she wasn't allowed to be there. Yeah. So, and then obviously for myself, I couldn't stay, I couldn't stay for certain, certain periods of time and I couldn't stay over. So that what really, um, so that sort of was another thing that said, okay, we really that was, that was strong for me to be there, to be able to deliver the baby, to have our birth all available. Um, and then all that sort of changed. So we're like, okay, cool. Let's, um, let's think about a home birth and 
look into a bit more deeply. Okay, and so yeah, let, let's let's explore that. So, what did you have to do that once you made that decision? What were the next things that you had to kind of make this, be able to make yourself comfortable with that decision? I think we had, first of all we had to have a conversation with the private midwives, and we had a few recommendations from other mothers in the community that used these midwives before. So we just had a conversation with them. Also, did a bit of research. Watched a lot of videos and online podcasts around home birthing just to get an understanding of what to expect um, and also did a lot of research around the stigmas that we thought were, were there like it's not safe that was the main one and a lot of and we didn't because we didn't know a lot of people did had a home birth it was very like new to us so we just did a lot lot of research and that uncovered if you're low risk um, or if you deem low risk it's it's an actually a real beautiful way to, to birth and majority of the time it's it's done naturally without any intervention so and that's part of our birth preferences would be natural and no intervention so yeah, just, it ticked all the right boxes and it just felt right. In, in, like in, my, in our bodies, it felt like the right thing to do. And I think initially when we first flirted with the idea, it was also the right thing to do, but it wasn't, we weren't there yet. So after having a conversation with, with the midwife, we felt very comfortable with, with this decision, it allowed us to like have a birth at home in our own space, um, in our own comfort, um, allowing us to also set up the space the way we wanted to and I think also just having a conversation with that midwife and the continuity of care model that was going to be provided to us was just a massive, massive win. We're like, yeah, this, this sounds like what we need, especially through COVID as well, because a lot of online, you know, phone call, call type appointments, um, the interaction was sort of um, not as strong as it was before COVID. So we really felt we needed that one-on-one face-to-face interaction um, with, 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 with our midwives. So that's, yeah, that's one of the main reasons as well. And what else did you have to do to prepare? I, I, you know, there's a few few other things that are required. The first thing I was surprised you need a lot of towels. To have a lot of towels, yeah. A lot That's of towels. The, the, uh, <laughs> I think but Hollywood I'll... covers that, don't they? There's yeah. always towels in the house from the, towels, in exactly. the movies. <laughs> yeah, um, obviously the birth pool, that was our main sort of thing we need to bring into to, to the home. So we you hired, um, hired we, a birth pool? We purchased a birth pool with three other um, mums that were three other mums that were also um, having a home birth around the same time. So we got lucky in our community, there's a lot of home birthing um, mums around us. So we uh, split it, split the home birth um, pool with, with three other couples. And yeah, and then we were like in the middle in terms of our uh, due date. So we were just like hoping that it would go to plan and, and it did. So that was great. So set up that, the birth pool, set up the space. So the first thing was like the music, like what playlists we want to have available. What, what visuals do we want around the birth pool in that space, the lighting? Um, we did a lot of like affirmations and Katie's like, uh, she, she's an artist. So she did, we did some painting art therapy together as well that we put up um, on the wall. Just to, as part of the, the pregnancy journey, we just sort of did some art together just to explore and express that through a visual means, medium, um, which I think really helped me just get things out of my head and on, onto like a piece of paper. And doing the collaborative was such a beautiful process as well. But yeah, I think that, 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 was, that was the main bit. And also preparing a lot of food. So you have to prepare a lot of food for your birth team. Um, so we had to make sure, I made sure that the, the fridge was stocked up. We had the right, like heaps of coconut water. That's the, the number one hydration, coconut water. Heaps of water for Katie available. Um, cleaning the space to make sure that, yeah, it's very uh, safe and secure. So it was, it was a beautiful process setting that up. It took, it took like, you know, over a week to work everything out. But yeah, doing your first time. Did you set it up house much before the due time? It was a week before. So we had like different due dates based on different, you know, uh, scans. But I think in the end, there's always, I always, the original due date was the 26th of June. And then 
that's the date I was going to. And there was all the other ones like 20th of June, 30th of June. But um, yeah, so we sort of, we sort of decided, okay, 26 was a date. So let's prepare before then. What happened? How did, how did it all start unfolding? <laughs> so, um, so it was the 25th. So the Thursday it was a Thursday morning at 4am where Katie's waters broke. And then straight away we called our, our midwife. And so, yep, water's broke. She said, yeah, it's fine. Just, um, just go, just rest because it's still early, very early. And yeah, just try and get some rest. So, you know, you know, exhaust yourself throughout the day. And that's pretty much what we did. We went back to sleep. We told our, our daughter as well what happened. And then we slept and Katie was having like sort of mild contractions throughout the day. Not, not, nothing too crazy, very manageable. We had a tense machine, which is like a machine that sort of sends electronic pulses, sort of had pads on the back of her, on the on her back. And it just sort of distracts the pain a little bit. It's just a way to like help with um, pain relief, really. So that she had that on most of the day. Um, it was, she was on the couch and we're just, yeah, we're just hanging out pretty much. And then nothing really happened until late that night. So around, I don't know, it would have been like close to midnight. So before then though, we sort of things, we knew things were sort of starting to ramp up but nothing too crazy at that point. So we just called our door and um, advised her that, yeah, things are sort of like, you might want to come over um, even just if you want to come over and just hang out and sleep over and then, you know, it might progress throughout the night. And then funny enough, it, it did like 1231 started to hear, you, know, you, could, you can hear and feel like her contractions just escalating sharp, shorter. So when you say you can hear you're talking about your, your partner. Yeah. Partner, yeah. You know, yeah. So yeah. Her, her response, her, her response, verbal is, response was changing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. Escalated very quickly. And yeah, we you know, you know, we fell asleep, you know, like 9 30, 10, and then obviously woke up at you know 11 30, 12, and then it's gonna start escalating. So we called our midwives, and at that point, our midwives were um just advising us how to how to advise me how to like with some breathing techniques for Katie, so she can sort of manage each contraction and and soften. The affirmation was always about softening and softening, and with each breath, just soften your body and just, just relax. So that's that's something we'll, we continue to do until they got there, and they got there probably an, an hour later. And at that point, like on, on, while they're on the way, I decided to fill up the birth pool. So I was ready to go when they got there. And that took longer than expected. Probably some of the lesson is probably, I probably should have filled the birth pool beforehand to see how long it was going to take. But, um, but yeah, it was fine. And how did you keep it hot? I just had it hot from the beginning and it sort of just stayed warm for throughout the night. Lucky enough, we, we have like a wood fireplace. So that was in the room as well. So even though it was a winter, the, the room was sort of, was pretty warm. So it maintained its heat uh, for a long period of time which I was, I was surprised with. And then I think at some point, you don't, you don't feel it anymore. You're just so in the moment. You're just, yeah, just any feeling just, just goes out the window pretty much. You're so present. So they came, yeah, around 1.30 and yeah, then things started to really escalate. So she, I reckon by then she was definitely in active labor, even before then probably. And yeah, she, we jumped in the birth pool and I was just providing some counter pressure, just, just trying to breathe with her, like making sure that, cause she, she um yeah it's obviously you know, there's a lot of pain the contractions were causing her a lot of discomfort so um my role is really just to allow her to or just focus her breath onto a really slow breath focus on the softening and also providing counter pressure which sort of allowed her to like get into more comfortable positions and then obviously the midwives and the doula were there supporting her as well um throughout and then, yeah, things probably escalated um, even more a few hours later. So we had to change sort of positions because things weren't progressing as quickly. So we moved from the birth pool to another room and just started, and the midwife was just advising, uh, putting my partner in, in different positions to sort of help the baby navigate through the birth canal. 
And then um, once they were satisfied with where the baby was at, uh, we got back in the pool. And that morning, so I think it was yeah, 7.50, around 7.50 a.m., uh, I was able to yeah, catch my daughter naturally um, in the birth pool. And it was just, yeah, just amazing. Experience. Just amazing. And so was there any point during, you know, the, the previous labor that you kind of were, that you felt a little, you know, out of your depth or anything like that? When, you know, did you just hold it together completely or? You know? I don't, yeah, I just, I just trusted the process. Like, and that's, a, I think that's the thing with, I've reflected on this and with having a home birth, you really need to start, it's, like, it's a really empowering decision. Like it's, it's for me, because I've never knew anyone had a home birth before, Katie as well. And by making that decision, we're like, okay, cool. We're just trusting this process. Um, it's, it's, it's been around. I trust our midwives. I trust our birth team. Um, I, know, I know my role. I, and obviously the midwives know exactly what they're doing. So I just sort of like, just let go of control pretty much. And just not made it about me. And just, just applied that support when needed. Just the, those words of affirmation, provided the hydration for, for, for Katie when needed. And yeah, I just sort of let go. Just, and that's for me, it's pretty big because... Um, I find it hard to let go sometimes and surrender. And I had to, I just had to. And it's just like, it just came out of me. It was natural, just innate wisdom. Just like, just let go and just let the women do, do, do the work. And, and that, that's what I did. That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. And did, did you feel that immediate kind of bolt of love, would you say, or did it take a bit, bit of time to kick in? No, definitely immediately. Yeah. It was just, it was euphoric. I can't even explain it. We we're just there and it was just emotional and we just couldn't believe we have this daughter in our arms. And it was just, yeah, one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever been part of. And then even throughout like that first week, I was just, I was just an emotional wreck. I just kept, kept crying. I don't know. I was just felt this new level of love that I've never felt before. And I, yeah, I was just like, just really emotional. And as I'll just look at, i look at my daughter, Luna, and was like, what, what it, I have a daughter. I'm, I'm a dad. And I just sort of break out crying and it was, oh, it was just, yeah, it was, it was really nice to actually feel those emotions and just be able to express them and not keep them in. Cause I feel like it's really powerful, you know, as men as well, just to, just to feel it all and then allow whatever expression comes out. And that's what it did. And it just felt really amazing. And I didn't want to like, just, I, want, I just wanted to be in that moment for so long, just to feel all that love. Yeah. It was, it was really amazing. Nice. And did you have uh, immediate skin to skin? Yeah, so Katie did, um, and there was a, there was a tear. She had a tear. So that while they were um, working on Katie, I had skin to skin as well for a, uh, an hour or so, and then yeah, and then obviously went back to Katie for skin skin to skin. So it was a nice. And breastfeeding started immediately. Yeah, naturally. immediately. Yeah, yeah, naturally. Yeah. So that all went well. So it was it's interesting because when you're at home, you don't transition home from a hospital. So we're just there, and we're just in our space. And then once sort of the midwives and the doula realized that yep yeah, we're all good and comfortable and they've done all the, the paperwork they left and it was just us at home on the couch just being that little love bubble and then a midwife came back later that night and just sort of like came in to help checked with the, the breastfeeding yeah. yeah checked in and helped us with like you know just wrapping um yeah lunar up and just doing the the new new parent things that we'll never knew how to do before so it was nice to have that instructions and lessons um, on the spot and yeah, and just really empowered us to 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 take that our, our parenting journey on, and it's just yeah, since then it's just been amazing. Had had you done much um, discussion like prior, like during pregnancy, about about well, not only just these first few kind of moments, but uh, you know, further down the track, had you kind of talked about your parenting styles or anything? Yeah, we did actually. Yeah, we're we're very open, and we we do communicate a lot 
with each other and, and we're also very growth driven so that that helps us with like um always we're always trying to challenge each other in that sense like we we play this game where we like create situations or like our ch- our children in the future so what if they did this and what if they did how would you handle it how would you navigate it um so we did a lot of that early on you know like say we had like long car trips and we just have chats in the car and ask each other questions and just try to navigate through through these questions it was actually hard and awkward sometimes like oh i actually don't even know what to do at this point and then but then we sort of reflect on our childhood as well. We did a lot of self-reflection and a lot of inner child work. So how were we, how were we parented? What are some of the techniques that we, um, we valued? And some, some of the techniques we were like, oh, I don't think we want to bring that onto our, our, our parenting style. So um, it was good to reflect on how we were brought up and also, um, I guess, the impacts of you know, our, our, our upbringing and what we loved and what we didn't love. And, and based on that, um, yeah. I think of- that's actually a really powerful, you know, way of um, of preparing is that is that kind of, like you say, that reflection about how you were parented and, and it allows those discussions to kind of reveal a lot about your partner is you kind of, you're never going to reveal, uh, you know, everything because there will yeah. still be moments afterwards where you go, oh, I didn't expect them to respond like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it's a really good uh, way of, you know, that prepare, preparing. So, let's let's go back to that blissful early first week and and how did you feel about you know suddenly you had this tiny helpless being here and and you know how did you find those first moments of getting to know the little one yeah i just felt again like i just had to let go of control and surrender like that was sort of my my mantra going through this whole parenting journey is just like just you know how you don't you won't have all the answers and that's okay and just 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 be and be present and just experience these moments and just learn it on the go. And you got beautiful support. You got midwives, you got your daughter still, you got your, your family around you. So you, I'm, we're not alone. Um, and also we've obviously we've done a lot of research as well, but even that like intellectually, it's great, but like hands-on it's, it's things that things are different. It's good to have like tools behind you to help you with it. But I don't, I just, I just, I was just, like I said, I was just, yeah. So, so in love with our daughter and what we created as a, as a couple a lot of new parents uh, talk about the sleep deprivation and, and experiencing that did you ex- do you guys experience that yeah we still experience it but <laughs> but, but 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 in the end like it, it's, it's 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 for us like in those especially the early time the early few months you just yeah just take it on and just sort of work with it and adapt to not sleeping and you just sort of sort of you sort of just have to work it out which which can be hard like it's it's yeah obviously sleep is very important but you sort of find a way you find the energy you know because your mission your purpose it's it's changed like your values have changed now so you just like you have this like this um capacity to do more because there's this new, new, new there's like you have to because like there's a life that you're actually looking after now so you can't just you can't switch off was there there's much change in your relationship would you say i think it deepened our relationship like again like i said we're very um sort of open we check in with each other a lot um we're very growth driven so we're always trying to like challenge each other and grow and learn new things so this was just another new thing we had to learn together and don't get me wrong it's been challenging as well like we've had our ups and downs and but we've been able to we've been able to communicate our needs to each other and also we don't like just throw things under the rug and we don't let them just like build up again so we're always like okay what's going on here how can what do you need what do i need um, you know, for me early on, like it was, I had to go through this grieving process. Like even though, yes, I was so excited and I was in love, you know, with, with my daughter, but I had this, like this, my not single life, but like my life of just us 
like I have to agree that I have to let go of that in, in, in a certain way because it's like everything I wanted to do or could like or did back then my old routines changed everything changed so it was really important for me to sort of understand like okay cool this is this is where we're at now um you, you, like your life is is changed has changed and your routine is going to change and 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 it's okay you know as as time goes on you'll be able to build back those new new routines but i think it was difficult for me to um settle um and realize okay cool this is this this is it now like and you know i, I like working out i like um like my self-care plan i, I like doing things as, as a couple as well like we, we like doing things like a couple and just realizing that things are going to change and, and just communicate that because i think it's, it's really important to express like what what your needs are and and being okay to understand each other's needs and be able to work with that. Yeah. And kind of work as a team, I guess yeah, is what team. you're saying. Yeah. Correct, yeah, yeah. You, it's the kind of team communication style, I guess. Yep. Okay. And how is it now? How is it terrible two time? I mean, yeah. do, you, do you get the tantrums? Yeah, we do. We do. And like, you know, part of the parody style is like to allow her to express her emotions and they're, they're, they're very big emotions as well. And it's, it's hard because I've been parents in a way, like when I was young, I was like, you sort of like suppress your emotions, like don't cry. And, and it's a, and for me and for, for Katie, we're like, we, we want her to express herself. And, and because of that, it's a lot harder because we have to like hold space for her longer, um, which, which is a big deal. And, you know, these, these big emotions, are, sometimes it's, it's hard to just watch her, um, you know, in, 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 the, in that, in that in, in emotional state. So, but oh, it's it's been beautiful. Like just even at the moment, she's like starting to talk. Um, her her personality is really coming out. She's very confident. She's very. It's funny because Kate, we Kate and I feel like we're we're introverted, but um, but she seems such an extrovert. She goes out and she's like very like sociable, and we're like, who is this? Who is this? Who is this person? Like this is not this is not us. Where's it come from? So it's been a real test for us because she's she's forced us to get out of our comfort zone a lot. Um, which has been great because that's what we want to do. But yeah, it's, it's been an interesting journey to see her grow up and her create her own sort of personalities and way. And her, like I said, her quirkiness, she's so funny. It's just the things that she does and says. And yeah, it's just it's great to watch. What's one of the challenges that you kind of, you could share with our listeners, if anything, what comes to mind from the challenging side? Um, I think at one point, she was very sort of in, she's sort of in your face, like show you like a playground. It should be like in, in the face of other, other kids and sort of like not aware of the boundaries. Yeah. And, that, and that's normal at that age. It's very, it's very normal actually. And for us, it was a bit like confronting and I don't know, we felt a little bit like, Oh, look our child, like no one's going to hang around us because our child's like always like touchy and like pushy a little bit. And, and that was really, really challenging for us. Cause you're like, Oh, we, we wanted to be perfect, but that's not the way it is. And for us, we have to sort of like understand, okay, how can we sort of, we knew it was a phase for one. And then um, she started attending play group and started like socializing more with other kids and started understanding boundaries a bit better. And that sort of helped with um, that behavior, but just these behaviors that you sort of need to navigate because you do want your, your, your child to be like perfect and you want, you want other kids to hang around them. And then when things do go wrong, it's just being able to handle that situation with patience and care and then also be able to nurture her through a new behavior, a new shift. I think that's been really challenging. Um, but it does, it does get easier. And it's yeah, like you, some of you think back those first six months were pretty easy. Like they just sleep pretty much. And then now they're at that point where they're just super active, high energy. 
Um, so the challenge of like being always on, like you always have to be on. Yeah, you've got to continually watch them, don't you? Especially yeah. if you're out somewhere and, and, you know, you can't take your eye off them because totally. off they go, you know, and they're 50 metres away <laughs> before exactly. you know it. Uh, yeah. did, you, did you take much time off work? Did you, does your work allow that? Yeah, so I got lucky. Um, obviously, I was working from home throughout COVID, but I did take three weeks off um, when she was born. And then I've been home ever since. So it's, it's been, it's been uh, for me, yeah, I've been very lucky that I've been able to be at home, support my partner and been around with Luna. So I take her swimming. Um, yeah, we have activities during the day as well. So yeah, my workplace is pretty flexible for me to, oh, to, to, yeah, to, be, a, a to be a dad. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's been yeah, very amazing. Fantastic. Do you, do you have any different, have you noticed any parenting styles that, uh, you know, do you, that you differ with Katie? Yeah, it's funny. I think, I don't, I don't know if this is, but I think Katie is a bit, she's a bit more anxious around Luna, like when, when around like hazards, where I'm a bit more like open and patient with her and just more like my risk management style is a bit different. Um, and I'm not sure, I think it's like a, a mother, but the bonding is a sort of it's a different bond with myself and, and Luna. I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm just trying to think about why we're different. But I think I'm a, I'm a bit more easygoing, even though she's really easygoing as well. But certain situations of higher risk, I'm just like, yeah, she's gonna be fine. Where she's like, no, it's, she's not gonna be fine. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just too 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 open to her just exploring. Um, well, I mean, that's kind of dad's role. So yeah. we're, we're, we're actually trying to prepare our kids for the outside world. And that's why we're kind of always challenging them and, you know, rough and tumble play and, and things like that. So, yeah, I think that's kind of common, uh, you know, that, um, that mums and dads have different uh, risk measures or, uh, you know, risk assessment kind of, you know, settings. <laughs> um, okay, great. Um, so what are the best bits of, of parenting, you think? Best bit, worst bit? I think, yeah, like I said, the growth, like just seeing her grow, um, being able to, you know, the way I frame it, like we're like her guardians in this life and just being able to like teach her ways of like living and just allowing it, exploring the world with her as well. Just like having her in our family and just now we're little, like we have our own little family now and it's, it's, it's just beautiful and we get to explore together, get to learn and grow together. Um, and yeah, I think for me, that's just, just, just watching her just develop into this little human um, has been so rewarding. And also, you know, seeing our relationship change as well um, has, has been really, really, really nice to see that we've sort of come together even, even more deeply and tighter. And uh, it's, it's, yeah, I think that's, that, that's been a really important aspect um, to be able to handle a lot of the, you know, the challenges that come with being new parents. So we're on the same team most of the time, which is, which has been great. Some of the, these, the big emotions, I think, not the expectation like i didn't understand like i've been around like obviously infants before and stuff but when it's your own and there's big emotions playing out and there's tantrums and not not putting so much pressure on yourself to always trying to fix things all the time and like i don't know i felt like it's it's for me it's it's been it's been challenging to like not trying like just like why can't you be like normal like why, why, why is she doing this it's just like those type of like stories are playing out in my head and but that is her normal, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, totally. Like what is normal in the end anyway? That is her normal. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been challenging um, to, to let go um, of control and just allow her to, to, to embrace her, herself and emotions and life. So I wouldn't say it's, it's the worst thing. It was just, it's, it's challenging. It's, it, it, it's been a challenging journey. 
just to finish off, like, you know, if there was anything, you look back on this journey, I don't know if you've even thought about this, but uh, is there anything you might have done differently? Even the smallest thing, you know, is there anything that you've kind of thought back and thought, ah, I should have, you know, you should have filled the pool up. That's one. Yeah, definitely filled the pool up. Like, I think, yeah, I don't know know if there's more me putting pressure on myself, but I probably could have done more around, like, the, the parenting awareness, like, Katie was really into like, like a wearing parenting podcast. She, she was all over the podcast um, was parenting styles. And like, like I said, I, we were like, we did sort of an uncover our parent style, but I, I think I wasn't like, Katie was on it all the time where I wasn't. I was obviously I was working full time still. And I, I just wish I had more time and space to put in and capacity to put into understanding how to be, you know, a, I wouldn't say great parent, but had had a parent, you know, the different styles, the pros and cons of most things. Um, I think I wish I had more tools around that early on, like early on. So I did, I did understand it like in, in the moment and I did a lot of the research like as well parents, but I wish I did a bit more early on around the different topics. Um, Cause there's so many different approaches out there. And it's really, for me, I wish uh, I aligned with one early on, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, it was a very, like, I was very scattered. Like there's, there's different approaches that we could do. But I wish I, yeah, I wish I had one that was like, yeah, this is it, this is it. But I guess it evolves over time anyway. Like something that evolves, um, your style, style changes um, as you go. Yeah, as you evolve, you become wiser, more experienced as a parent. So, but yeah. It's a continuous learning uh, journey, isn't it? Massively. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Look, um, look, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Anthony, um, joining us on the first episode of the Birthing Dad podcast. Thanks for being our first guest and um, yeah, hopefully hopefully, um, you can continue nurturing that beautiful little soul and your partner going forward. Good on you, mate. Thanks there, appreciate it. I'd like to acknowledge the Darawal people as the traditional custodians of the land upon which this podcast is recorded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging.